0: We'll take our text this evening from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. That's Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. Blessed be the God of, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings, In heavenly places in Christ according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love amen to that yeah I don't know if you remember last month I was talking a little bit in Galatians if you remember Galatians the theme of it was freedom freedom in Christ It's freedom to do what we ought to do in Christ, not what we want to do, not what we desire to do, but what Christ, you know, asks us to do. And so Ephesians, the theme is, again, He is, as I mentioned last month, our glory, a glorious treasure. So I'm going to go over that a little bit tonight. So in Ephesians, Paul, when he wrote to, uh, the, the saints in Ephesians, they broke it up into three sections. You know, the first section is about you know, the treasure, what God has given us, uh, what God has done. And the, sec- the second section in Ephesians is uh, instruction on how to live in the light of those blessings, on the, the treasure that he's given us. And then the third part is on how to stand firm in the trials of life through those uh, blessings. So tonight, I want to ask you this. What is the greatest treasure in your life at this moment in time in your life? Where you're at if you're young teenager married older, you know and Later in life st. What is what do you value most in your life at this moment in time? My brother Dave talked a little bit this morning. Is it money? Right now for the younger one. Is it toys? Is it schooling? Uh, is it work? Or is it just a retirement life? What is? What do you consider to be the most valuable thing in your life, in your heart, at this moment, right now? Something to think about. Uh, if you're not sure, then at the end of the service, you need to come down here and talk to God and make sure you know. Because uh, eternity, your, your life in eternity depends on it. So, you know, uh, uh, if money is the most important thing to you right now, um, that's what's going to dictate your life, how you live, how you will uh, uh, decide what to do or what not to do. If possession is the most important thing in your life right now, again, that will dictate how you live, how you decide to live and who you will ask for help or who you will go to get and gain those possession. Uh, I know and I try to tell my children this. I mean if possession or if money is the main goal in life, you will never be satisfied, you will never be content. The first time you earn that thousand dollar, you're gonna want two thousand. Once you earn that next step, you know, the next mil first million, you're gonna want another million. You can always shoot for more. There's always going to be something missing if that is your goal in life Because the only thing that can fill that fill that void that missing part in your life is god is jesus christ So, I mean, that's a fact you can try it yourself or learn from other people's mistake You can shoot it. You can try, do it by trial and error, but You'll see and you'll regret it. But uh, Learn from my mistake learn from other people's mistake because uh, as christian we should look to God for directions, and we need to look God for direction and guidance. You know, so let's go through the first section here real quick. Um, the gift and the blessing that God has given us, uh, Paul mentioned here in just the first chapter. First, uh, one of the first one is it says that uh, you and I are chosen before the foundation of the world. Can you imagine that? We are chosen before. The foundation of the world before God created the world, Here, uh, let me give you an example when every time I think back to this, I, I just amazed how god how awesome God is when we first got to Thailand in the first refugee camp that we stay at, and there was thousands and thousands of people you know camps and everywhere i don 't know how big it was. one day when uh, my parent asked me to go uh, fetch some water, probably had to walk a mile or so to go to a well and uh, fetch a couple pails of water you know, came back on my way back. I found, you know uh, um, A money but it was only half ten baht. That's the currency of Thailand then uh, It was torn in half. It was just half of it. Uh, so I, I was excited. I said man, this is awesome This is great. Now I can buy some ice cream or something or get something to eat uh, Brought the water back and the money back uh, Told my mom I found you know half a piece of this money that was torn in half. She said, oh, it's worthless. It can't do anything with it and that other half. So I was disappointed. But you know what? Uh, I kept that anyway. But uh, a few days later, I don't know, at least a day or two later, uh, doing my chore, get some water, I found, I mean, the other half of that money. I mean, you know, some might say, oh, that's luck. That's chance. That's coincidences. But, you know, to me, God loved me enough to show. I mean just let me finish this story So I put that money my mom gave put a tape put that money together and I went she said, you know what since you got it Go buy something. So I found the ice cream guy who pulled the cart I bought an ice cream and whatever chain I got left. I gave it to mom. I tasted that ice cream It never tasted so good even to now You know, I could never find any ice cream that tastes like uh, the same as that, you know, even Cloud City or salt and straw or even Costco ice cream Never tastes the same. You know why it doesn't taste the same as that because that taste was the power of God's love that he embedded in me Yeah, you can ask some people taste only last 10 days or so or whatever But you know, I can still remember that because that was God's love even before I knew God God chose me god cared enough for me to give me a little blessing like that that i can remember and give glory to him that he uh uh, tell me or remind me that you know what i chosen you before the foundation of the world and you know he chose all of you before the foundation of the world and if you can just even think back i'm sure all of you have similar story or similar moment that god has his hand in your life before you came to know him before you came to accept him as your lord and savior yeah so and the next section the next blessing we should be holy and blameless it's not that in our own accord or the thing that we do that we are holy and blameless but in christ we are holy and blameless and we can come to him and praise him under that condition we come to worship him through the righteousness of christ we come to him in his love okay and then uh Another blessing there. Paul mentioned we are pre- we are predestined to adoption. How awesome is that? You know the the Isaiah family just got done through the process of adopting three wonderful children that came to uh, uh, brought to America. And I know there's uh, some other saints in our church too that gone through the process of adoption. And I know those uh, take. Sometimes it takes long. I mean, well, a lot of time, it takes a long time, a lot of process, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, and due process. You know, it, could, it could take up six months to years, three, four years, five years in some cases. But imagine what we have to do, what they have to go through to adopt these uh, children to become part of their family so that they can give them better opportunities, you know, for a better life and to be loved uh, not by just them but by the saint the family here and that's what god did you know he sent he gave up his son so that we can be adopted into uh, his family and then uh, he sent us and the, the next blessing is redemption through his blood of course through that adoption christ has to die for us the ultimate sacrifice um that we can become one of his children, his sons and daughter, you know, outside of Christ, we are slaves to sin and eternal death. I know here we said, you know, you can't escape death and taxes, but outside of Christ, we are slaves to sin. So if you don't have Jesus in your life, it's a fact. You are a slave to sin. No if and buts about it. And eternal death. You know, no amount of money in this world, no amount of good deed can free you from that bondage. You know, and no amount of service can uh, uh, buy you buy yourself into heaven. We are free by the blood of Jesus Christ. He bought you and I with his blood, with his sacrifice. And then uh, the next blessing says that he made known to us the mystery of his will. You know, when Paul used this word mystery many times in Romans, in Corinthians, Ephesians, Galatians, and Timothy, I believe he's referring to something that God at that time uh, planned all along, but has yet not revealed what that mystery was. But that mystery is Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus Christ, uh, he revealed that, that the mystery that he wants to reveal us is that uh, the purpose of his creation is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was before and at the end the purpose of everything in this universe in this universe is Christ yeah. and uh, he is the center of everything uh, yet many are still a lot of people even hearing the name of Jesus Christ are still confused and are still bound and this world it's full of chaos confusing suffering war unrest But uh, God revealed a solution to everyone, but because of our stubborn, a lot of people's stubborn pride and arrogance are not willing to accept that simple solution. Imagine if the world accept that solution that, hey, Christ is the ultimate authority. I guess it would be hard to imagine that until the millennial reign or something. Uh, Well, let's just imagine if our country, America, goes back and just uh, be strong and firm again in what, uh, why they started, why this country, what this country was built upon. You know, the gospel, freedom of religion, you know, want to serve God as will. Or let's just say, imagine if Portland accept Jesus Christ, or willing to accept authority that Christ is the center of everything, that Christ is the answer to everything. Uh, might be hard to imagine, but let 's just imagine how about our church here? How about all the church in America except the authority of Christ that the solution to everything is Christ? Would the churches still be bickering with one another about this, about that, about stuff that doesn 't matter or would we stand strong together and pray for lost soul and reach out to our neighbors, to our neighborhood? That they might come to know Christ How about this? Let's start with your family my family. What if everybody in your family in your household? Accepted uh, the authority of Christ Jesus Christ Love him serve him that he is the answer and the solution to everything you know that uh, the man as the husband you are the leader the spiritual leader the head of the household you love your wife as yourself your wife submit you and support you and pray for you and your children obey their parents how about go one step closer how about you or I when will you accept Jesus Christ as the ultimate authority solution to everything in life you know Christy mentioned to me the other day or well to the kid said you know what because they were talking about something I can't remember but everything that we need to go through life walk in life is in the Bible you know every instruction what you need to do where you need to go to school you know who you're going to marry where you're going to work the instruction direction are given in God's word Jesus Christ gave us that you know if anybody want to challenge me or doubt that talk to brother Dave after you know so um but again, imagine that. Again, it starts with you. If you want to change the world, it starts with us. We have to be the living example. We have to be a walking testimony for the world to see that. And, uh, and then, uh, I wouldn't be—I uh, wouldn't be here. Again, simple. If I don't have Christ in my life, if He didn't choose me from the beginning, before the foundation of this world. So, that is the mystery that God wants to reveal to everybody. That Jesus Christ is the center of everything. That Jesus Christ is everything. Um, And another blessing would be, we shall obtain an eternal inheritance. And you know what that is. Heaven is our ultimate goal, as you hear in the testimony tonight. Nothing else. If heaven is not your ultimate goal, then again, you need to rethink, you need to pray, you need to ask God to guide you in the right path in the right direction and another blessing another treasure god given us we are sealed with the holy spirit when we are saved when we ask christ when we are when we have salvation we are sealed with the holy spirit until he's coming back either until he returns or um and uh, or yeah if he tarries if by death or by the rapture we are sealed that is our ticket into heaven into that gate uh, to be with god so those are just some of the blessing in the first chapter there so and then the, the next part is instruction on how to live and i mentioned this already some last month and again we are to live worthy of god's calling you know it's not what we want or how we want to live but how we ought to live in christ jesus living in meekness gentleness Even Sunday school this morning, you know, we're talking about friend to God. Our church, any church, or you, yourself, me, myself, we should be friendly. Anybody come? People want to come because they want to know Jesus. Now, if somebody come to our church visit and nobody ever goes to meet them or talk to them or uh, greets them, you know, most likely they probably wouldn't want to come back here. They'd probably be thinking everybody's just kind of snobbish or just arrogant, uh, it's good to know we're talking Sunday school this morning and it's good to look around once in a while to see Anybody new to come visit our church and there's always once in a while somebody come new and visit our church We got to show ourselves friendly We got to show ourselves Christ-like and to be a witness a testimony to that person that come to visit our church If we don't what purpose is it? How do we reach those who come here let alone our neighbor or going out there our work or everywhere? You know, we are to be imitator of Jesus Christ. We were once in darkness and part of the world, but we must be the life of Jesus Christ. We must walk and talk as children of light. And then the last section, he taught us to stand firm in Christ. We are given charge to stand firm in the gospel, to face any opposition, especially spiritual Opposition. That's what the full armor of God is for. Uh, the full armor of God is needed in order to press through the challenges that will arise. To put on the full armor of God is to apply all the gospel to all parts of our life, not just one part, not just at church. I think everybody's great, you know, at that part. Holy, perfect, super Christian. But what about? when you're at work what about when you're at home nobody's watching do you have that in your life you know uh, also they, um, we were talking our dev- devotion anything any trials that come through our life has to pass through God first God's not gonna allow anything to come through to your life without him allowing it isn't that uh, I mean that's just comforting because he does that for our benefit, not so much for his benefit or for anybody else. Any trials, any hardship that come through our life, God has to approve it. God has to check it off before we face it. Let me read uh, Ephesians, you know, in closing, let me read uh, Ephesians 5, 19-21 real quick here speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your hearts to the lord giving thanks always for all things unto god and the father and in the name of the lord jesus jesus christ submitting yourself one to another in the fear of god that's what we are called to do here tonight you know that's what we are called to do as christian as followers of jesus christ you know the culture during the Ephesian time. Yeah, it, a lot of people. Even now, we blame that. society is telling us to do this. The tell the society culture is telling us, saying what's true, what's not true. Or it, it's horrible out there. Yes, it is. Uh, we can't help it because that the world is full of sin. The world has not accepted Jesus Christ yet. But you know, when Paul wrote to the Ephesian, uh, they didn't change or um, to the uh, the way of society was but they lived their life in the light of Christ so the culture around them was transformed into the culture of Jesus Christ to the light of the church to the life of uh, Jesus Christ uh, the 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 culture around them was changed you know, in unity in Christ the culture was transformed because of their life in Christ not because of all you know the thing they try to do, all the the politics all the nonsense that's going on now uh, the culture around them changed because they chose to live a holy and sanctified life not a life conforming to the world, not a life conforming to these cultures that we are in but the world was changed to uh, to a Christ-like culture so tonight, what is the greatest? What do you value most as the greatest treasure in your life tonight? Is it toys? Is it money, possession, work, wealth? Or is it Jesus Christ? If Jesus Christ is the most treasure possession in your life, then you walk in that light and that light will be shown to everybody around you. Because if you're not, something else will shine out of you. So in closing, Something to think about. What is the greatest treasure in your life right now? And the altars are open for prayer. And the song of invitation is 597.